Good afternoon to all of our fellow health enthusiasts. My name is Aubrey Mast and I am a professor of nutrition. This is a new podcast developed by my friend and colleague, Dr. Charles Benz, and we call this show Healing Trends with Dr. Benz. We search the internet every day to find the best scientific studies that can be used to improve the health of every interested person. You will not see many of these studies in conventional media because most doctors do not have the time or the interest in finding them. And there are special interests that are also less than enthusiastic about you knowing about these studies. Every week we will explore nutritional science that has the potential to prevent and even reverse 90% of chronic illnesses. This could save many lives and help to stop the healthcare crisis that will eventually bankrupt our country. This is frequently called functional medicine and it has been adopted by thousands of doctors as well as some medical schools and hospitals, including the Cleveland Clinic. Today's program is entitled Evidence-Based Cancer Solutions. Hi, Dr. Benz. I'm really excited for this conversation today. Hi, Aubrey. I am too. I wish I wasn't so excited. I wish I didn't know anything about this topic. Agreed. I think I, I wish everybody never had to deal with cancer. And so I'm both excited to talk about it because people do need to know about it. But I wish someday in the future we, we don't have to talk about it again. You know, I've known people over the years that have had cancer. and Each one of them happened to be something that inspired me to do more, to find out more solutions, starting with my mother who had brain cancer that nobody could diagnose at the time and nobody could figure out what to do with it. And that was kind of the starting point for me, you know, 30 some years ago. And ever since then, there's been a number of people who have kind of gone through the same process. And each time I get a little more upset about my lack of knowledge in this area. So I've been digging into it for 10 or 15 years really seriously and, and trying to help people as much as I can. And I think one of the things that puzzles lots of people is they really don't know what causes it. They know there's a gene that, that might be impactful on breast cancer. But other than that, doctors really don't tell them much about the role of nutrition and the role of toxins in the body. And I think that's where we should start. We should start to say to, to people, wait a minute, you have control over about 90% of the impactful cancers causing conditions and, and reasons. And so you can take responsibility for it, but nobody does that until they get the diagnosis. And so I'm just wondering, what, what have you found that you can help people with around nutrition that would be a good starting point for people to understand how they can prevent cancer in their lives? Well, I think that for me, you know, I teach my students about this and I've worked with lots of clients that are unfortunately battling against cancer, you know, and I think a lot of the premise that is really just shocking to students and clients alike is how often we are exposed to carcinogens. So, you know, if the immune system is functioning properly, then we, our cells should be able to get rid of damaged or dysfunctional cells. But if our immune system has become compromised because of a poor diet or poor lifestyle choices, then it's harder for us to get rid of those you know, damaged cells. And when I talk to my students and clients about the role of nutrition as it relates to carcinogenic exposure, right, where we are exposed to carcinogens in our water, in our food supply, in our clothing, in manufacturing agent industries. I mean, the list goes on and on, unfortunately related to how many environmental and societal contaminants that we're exposed to that have carcinogenic properties on a daily basis. So I think the first place that I always start with anybody is to talk about the role of the immune system, that if the immune system is fully functional, then it 
then that exposure to that carcinogen every once in a while is not going to have that big of a damage to our cells if our immune systems have been properly supported. And the reality is for most Americans, that's not really the case. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And, and I think that I, I, I like your, your general approach to it. But now how about what can people specifically do in addition to doing the Mediterranean diet, which you and I know is always the best one for most people. We also want to talk a bit about the importance of one particular vitamin D3. We actually have a program in the past that we'll be talking about that. But in this case, we know that vitamin D3 at high enough levels is able to actually reduce the risk of breast cancer by about 77% and prostate cancer by about 83%. And so you say to yourself, well, how is that possible? Well, now we get back into the whole beginning of where cancer starts. And it might start with a basic vitamin D deficiency. And so a majority of cancer patients have a vitamin D deficiency, the same as a majority of COVID patients have a vitamin D deficiency. So there you are, just like you said, the immune system. So one of the key elements of the immune system is vitamin D3. So get it from your sunshine, get it from your fish, get it from, you know, cod fish and other fish that have vitamin D in it. But also the sunshine is not easy for everybody to do. You need to get 20 or 30 minutes a day without any sunscreen on with maybe 40 or 50% of your body exposed. So there's supplementation. All you have to do is get your levels above 50 or 60 nanograms per milliliter and you're in a highly protective area just with that one thing. So what we've said so far is Mediterranean diet, probably get rid of the sugar and the red meat and the dairy as much as possible, eat as many raw vegetables and fruits as you can, and then make sure your vitamin D3 levels are up. So there's a starting point, but where do we go from there? I, what, where, where would you go if you were coaching somebody in, that, in this area? I always focus on the allium family and the cruciferous family, which are going to be, you know, the onions, the garlic, the leeks, and broccolis and Brussels sprouts and cabbages. And these are the families um, that have had the most extensive amount of research on their phytochemicals, so the color compounds, and how they bind to cancer cells, how they bind to carcinogens, and how they halt cancer cell growth. I mean, there's a lot of interesting research that comes out around walnut extract and around turmeric and garlic powder, black or pepperine, and a lot of varying phytochemicals are known to target cancer cell growth or halting the cancer cell growth. But I think the most important place for me is to start cleaning up the diet and increase the amount of dark leafy greens, specifically from that cruciferous family. So the broccolis and anything that has this bitter aspect to it, because there's a lot of great research that's being um, conducted on the cruciferous family and even hops and bitter beers as they relate to that bitter digestion, the digestion of the bitter compound and how it signals the immune system to sort of go out and scavenge for cancer cells or dysfunctional cells to help remove them from the body. So that and then coupling the diet with a lot of phytochemical rich herbs and spices is really the best place in my opinion to begin this immune system reset, but then also to equip the body with how do I start seeking out these damaged cells in order to remove them? 
Well, perfect. I mean, when you said dysfunctional cells, you kind of hit a chord with me because I, th I think one of the problems with the existing system is that uh, women uh, are, are advised practically not to start doing anything with mammograms until they're like 50 years old. And all the science that I look at tells me that most cancers start in your 20s, that it takes at least 10 to 20 years for cancer cells to develop. And if you depend on mammograms to kind of get the job done in your diagnosing, especially for women, you're in trouble in your troubled area because mammograms need 4 billion cells in order to even see a tumor. And they only see it like 65% of the time with any degree of accuracy. So, and, and there's even studies from a University of California at Davis. It says that for the amount of, of radiation that women get from these mammograms, it's not worth it for the number of people who actually get diagnosed because there's so much radiation being put into their bodies from the mammograms that a lot of people or a lot of women are going to die from it before it's even diagnosed because of this radiation and the fact that mammograms don't catch it soon enough. So the first thing that, that we recommend in addition to the vitamin D3 is thermography. And thermography is a safer test. It doesn't use radiation. It, it sort of looks at the heat profiles. And so when cells start to misbehave, they start to get stressed and they start to um, get heated up a bit. And if you do a good thermogram of the female breast, you can find these cells when there are only about 200 of them misbehaving, so to speak. In other words, heating up. And you can see those with about a 95 degree, a 95% degree of accuracy. Well, now if your functional medicine doctor sees this and they can pinpoint this very digitally, which they can, then they can say, wait a minute, we need to get you on a detoxification program. We need to get you changing your diet. We need to get you to reduce your stress. And we need to do all these things that help to contribute to this problem. And then in three to six months, We'll do another thermogram. And do you know that a vast majority of the times women are able to see that those 200 cells have gone away and they're not going to go into a cancerous state? I think that the evidence shows that if you follow this basic protocol of vitamin D3 levels and thermograms and the right diet, you can probably eliminate about 90% of cancers, especially in this case, breast cancers. Do you kind of fall into the same categories I do on this or are we somewhere different on it? No, I think we're completely tracking in the same direction, Dr. Benz. I mean, I think, yeah, there's so much that I agree with there and especially as it relates to making life, different lifestyle choices. And, you know, what happens in the 20s for most individuals is really where we start to have these dietary patterns and lifestyle patterns become really established. And, you know, that's also the, the perfect place to be making um, alterations so that we can see prevention of those 90% of cases. I think women, I think I'm just going to say it right out loud. Women in their late 20s should start to get thermograms and they should start to get them every two years. It's as simple as that. And you should start to get your vitamin D3 levels checked every year. It's as simple as that. If women did that, I think if every woman did that, I think in 20 years, we wouldn't have breast cancer anymore. And even the BRCA gene, which is 
a predisposition. It's not a guarantee that you'll get breast cancer. And it's only 5% of women that have this particular problem. And so I, I think this whole thing about the women taking the drastic step to do mastectomies is just ridiculous. That if you can do these things preventatively, even if you have the BRCA gene, that BRCA gene is never going to activate because you will never give it the chance to activate because it's a predisposition. But, you know, I think sometimes some women might want to go deeper in that. So what I did through all my research is I developed a test, a blood test and a urine test. And it has in it about 20 to 25 different markers that identifies when cells are starting to move in this direction way before cancer actually develops. And so I'll give you one example, two examples. One of them is a test called the 8-OHGD test. And the 8-OHGD test measures the amount of DNA damage that's been done to your cells over the years. If you see that you have a marker that's out of range, then you know that you've consumed too many toxins, too much radiation, too much pharmaceuticals, too many things that your body didn't recognize, and it's ended up doing damage to your DNA. Bingo, now you have a job to start your detoxification process and do another test in a year and see if those levels are done, which they will be a vast majority of the time. And the other test that's in this profile that I wanna highlight is called the Galactin-3. The Galactin-3 test measures the fibrotic behavior in your in your cells. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, again, you said about these early changes. Well, these early changes lead to fibrosis. And this fibrosis can be tracked with these galactin-3 levels. And so if you have levels above 17, then it's a sign that you could be developing either heart disease and or cancer. And that's when you start to change your diet change your stress situation so that you reduce your stress and reduce your toxicity and improve your nutrition and try to get your levels up for all the key nutrients, but then you'll see a change. And I had this actually happen to me. I had my galactin-3 levels were about 16, 17, and I thought, you know what, I can do better than that. So I researched and I found this product called Pectisol. It's modified citrus pectin. And you know, in just three to four months of taking this product, I got my galactin-3 levels from 16.7 down to 13.7. And 13 is like ideal. I mean, if you can get 13 or below, you have like almost zero risk of getting breast cancer or heart disease. So these series of tests that are in this profile are the ones, if if you do this test, you'll say, wait a minute, I have this little problem over here and maybe I need to correct my stress levels because my cortisol is a little bit high or maybe I need to watch my sugar because my galactin-3 levels are a little bit high. So we have all these markers that can catch all of these cells starting to make these changes way before they become cancers. I'm talking five to ten years before. So that's the thing that got me excited about doing this cancer research and being able to to find ways to find cancer before it even starts. I think that's really fascinating. You know, the thing that came up for me when you were talking about the modified citrus pectin is that we also know that it binds to heavy metals and to toxins. And so there is a question that arose in my brain of like, well, is it dropping our cancer risk because it's binding to the very things that are known to cause more inflammation and weakening of our cellular structures? 
Yes, that's exactly what it's doing. But, you know, it's so much more than that because it also kills cancer cells. Right. Yep. And it also stops the replication of cancer cells. So this Galactin-3, to me, is like a miracle. And the interesting thing is that you can use the product by itself. But in, in the case of the Pectisol product, they also have an adjunctive protocol that is just for breast cancer patients. And so when you combine the two of them, you've got this very powerful nutritional cocktail that can actually push this cancer back. So to, to me, those tests, I mean, I, I think if every woman paid attention to at least the vitamin D3 and the thermography, if nothing else, but if they paid attention to it in the next level and went right to the cancer test on my website, I think they'd be really satisfied. I think that in the, in the next five or 10 minutes, let's cover some of the really creative things that have been done to raise the bar on cancer treatment because I think, unfortunately, a vast majority of chemotherapy doesn't work as good as it should. And what happens, even though a lot of people get resolution initially, we now know that out of 10,000 cancer cells, one of them will be called a stem cell. And the stem cells behave differently than regular cells. Their metabolism is different. And so they're actually able to look at the chemotherapy and say, aha, we now see that you're using this particular molecule to kill us. And so we're going to modify our behavior and our membrane, and we're going to not respond to that chemotherapy anymore. So a vast majority of times when people get their repeat cancer, which many cancers reoccur within six months to two years, that chemotherapy that worked the first time doesn't work anymore. And so this is because cancer cells are very devious and very clever, just like viral cells are, and they can hide themselves. And then when the conditions are right again, that's when they start to multiply. So I think that it's really important to know about that. And before I forget, I'm going to recommend that people get a book called How to Starve Cancer by Jane McClellan, because it talks about the fact that Sugar isn't the only thing that cancer likes. Some cancers like protein. Some cancers like fat. And I thought that was a real revolution, that all cancers just don't feed on sugar. And I didn't know whether you had any experience with that at all. Yeah, I think, you know, Dr. Greger, who wrote How Not to Die, really explores this because he breaks up the premises of, like, how not to die from prostate cancer and kidney disease and breast cancers and blood cancers. And the type of cancer really indicates how the cancer is fed and how it likes to be fed. And so I think, you know, half of the battle for a lot of people with this conversation is how do I reduce the amount of carcinogenic exposure how do I become more aware of testing and interventions that are necessary for determining if I have a cancer risk early on? And then also, what are the dietary and lifestyle interventions? And I think it can't, I can't go without addressing the fact that cleaning up the diet through more plant-based, getting away from red meats and barbecued meats specifically for anybody um, that has a breast or prostate concern and any animal meats that have, you know, all animals have hormones in them. So that increases the hormonal cancers that we see. And then also addressing the role of lifestyle, stress, 
right? Not moving our body, how we hold stress, where is our sleep level at? It's just as important as vitamin D, in my opinion, when we're talking about really how do we uh, prevent and protect ourselves from cancer. You know, one of the things that, that I've been challenged with recently is a lot of people are getting these very difficult cancers to deal with, you know, and all cancers are not the same. So when you start to get these, these cancers that, that move, metastasize to other parts of the body, and I think that this is where the challenge for me has kind of grown to another level, where you have to find some solutions that are beyond what even conventional functional medicine considers. And that's when I ran into a doctor in Mount Dora, Florida, his name is Dr. Dr. Daniel Thomas. And when I looked at what he was doing, I thought, oh my God, this guy is probably the most advanced oncologist in the country, if not the world, in my opinion, because he's only treating stage four cancer patient, and but he's doing it with a higher level of success than the conventional medicine is getting with stage one cancers. And so I thought, what's he doing? Well, one example was that he's treating brain cancer patients, and brain cancer is one of the most difficult ones, with molecular hydrogen gas. Now, most people are going to shake their heads and go, what in the heck is that? Well, molecular hydrogen is like the smallest molecule on the planet. But when you put it in a gas form and you introduce it to the body, it has this ability to go past the blood-brain barrier and get in there and oxidize these cancer cells and neutralize them. And he's got one study where 100% of brain cancer patients were resolved with just, well, not just, but with a combination of things, but including this molecular hydrogen gas. And he doesn't even treat them in his office. He treats them at home with this gas by putting them in their, in a, in their bedroom with a, with a molecular gas unit. And they breathe that H2 all night long as they're sleeping much better than getting a couple hours at a time in an office visit. And so that was one that, that kind of blew me away. And the, another one, I recently saw a study from Northwestern University where they used gold nanoparticles and they actually got 100% resolution of lymphoma. And I thought, how in the heck is that possible? And I looked at it and, it, and, it, and this lymphoma was using HDL cholesterol as its food source. And I thought, wait a minute, well, that's the good cholesterol. <laughs> and this just wasn't making any sense. But remember, cancer is very devious. And But when they used these nanoparticles of gold, they got 100% resolution of that lymphoma. So that was another mind blower. And then uh, a couple of years ago, I was looking uh, for a, a patient that, that needed to have this, because the cancer was everywhere in their body. I mean, it was just a solid tumor that they could work with. And I found this thing called sonophotodynamic therapy. And it's being used in Europe, it's being used in Mexico. Now there's one uh, doctor in Indiana that's using it in Carmel, Indiana. And it takes chlorophyll and you consume it orally. And apparently within 24 hours in your normal cells, the chlorophyll goes away. But in the cancer cells, it stays in the cancer cells. And then the, the doctor activates it with a ultrasound unit and the, the chlorophyll explodes into oxygen and kills the cancer cells. Oh my gosh, how wild. That's awesome. Yeah. So these are the things that are exciting to me. And, and I just, uh, I, I wish we had more time to cover more of them. 
Is there anything else you'd like to do to kind of summarize before I cover our sponsors for today? No, what you just finished talking about just got me so excited. Thank you for sharing that, Dr. Benz. That's okay. I have a bunch more like that. And uh, I was just invited two days ago to give a talk at the Annie Appleseed Conference in February of 2022. And this will be my fourth talk to the Annie Appleseed Conference. And I would recommend that anybody who's got cancer or wants to learn more about how to treat cancer naturally, this is the premier conference in the country for natural and alternative evidence-based strategies to prevent and treat cancer. And so I would urge you to look into the Apple Aniseed Conference and uh, plan to attend because uh, there's going to be lots of great presenters there and, and other people who you'll be able to, to learn from because a lot of these c cancer patients know so much and they can actually learn and, and teach each other. So today I'd like to give some kudos to our four sponsors. First one is a Southern Trust Financial Planning and they're in Sarasota and I, I like them a lot because for 20 years now, they've been providing wellness workshops for their financial planning clients. And I think that's really great that they're not only concerned about the financial health of their clients, they're concerned about the physical health. And so I really enjoyed this relationship with them. And I would recommend if, if you need uh, a financial planner with a conscience and uh, an attitude about physical and financial health, financial trust uh, planning is really the Southern Trust Planning is the company to, to look to. Another company is DHA Labs, and you know that chemistry lab that I mentioned, they were, DHA Labs helped to develop that, and I have immune tests there, and I have some wellness tests there, and they've had about 60 years of experience doing all these advanced tests, and I say advanced, I mean natural functional medicine tests that really find illness and disease before it starts. And so if you have a wellness program or you're an individual that wants to, to get some great tests done to show what the status of your body's health is, DHA Labs is the place to go. Another company that's important in this regard, and maybe even in the cancer area too, because Paddock Pools has a vacuum extractor that they've developed that takes the chlorine gas out of the out of top of the pool. And I did a conference with them once and showed that this chlorine gas actually depletes the zinc in your body and the zinc depletion leads to a, de a depletion in vitamin D3 which can lead to various cancers. So paddock pools is actually helping to reduce the levels of cancer in, that's induced by pools by getting rid of this uh, uh, chlorine gas. So paddock pools in Rock Hill, South Carolina is the place to go if you want to have a really progressive healthy pool. And the final sponsor is MPB Health. And MPB Health is also progressive because they have a, uh, an alternative to health insurance. It's a medical cost sharing. And so people who are interested in being healthy, staying healthy and keeping their costs 30 to 50% below what conventional healthcare insurance uh, can offer, this is a company that concentrates on that. And so there's some videos online, MPB Health, and you can see what they're all about for individuals and small groups. This is really a good answer for the healthcare crisis that we're facing now because healthcare costs are going up every year. And this is one of the ways that you can keep yours down. So thanks to our sponsors and thanks to Aubrey again. And uh, we look forward to the next session that we're going to do. And I think it's going to probably be on enzymes. So I'm looking forward to that one as well. Bye for now.